Claire, a warm welcome. Claire. Claire, what grade are you in? Right now I'm in fourth, but I'm soon going to be in fifth. know the future that's perfect now why are you excited to be here tonight because I'm just excited yeah. Yeah. No other explanation now I do believe tell me the truth is it uh, true that your dad has a ringside seat but didn't get you guys ringside seats that is true but it's because of his YouTube channel okay it's his YouTube okay her dad's an influencer let him go guys So much, Claire. High five. Yeah. Can you believe that there are some people in this world that did not tune in to the Alliance Vlog Podcast? Shame on you. Shame on you. My name is Ella Envy, and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champion. And I'm Kitty Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champion. And you better go listen to the Alliance Vlog. What is it called? Podcast. Period. You're ugly. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. Officially the longest intro in all of podcasting. <laughs> what is up, bad dude Tito? I'm Jake Yo, Cal. We are uh this is the sessions with Jake Cal where we just talk, man. Just two dudes talking about wrestling. You got the bad dude and you got the dad dude. I don't know. I we'll have to work on that. But uh <laughs> welcome to the show, man. How you been? Uh, good, bro. I've been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who are uh, watching this uh, podcast who are unfamiliar with Tito, like, first of all, you've been living in a shell or what? Secondly, like, you're a guy that I've been wanting to have on this podcast for quite some time. Uh, you're uh, basically have become the SoCal legend. And I, I, I don't use that term loosely. I don't mean to just throw it around. But you've been around for a long time. And people, I, I it still baffles my mind that people are still sleeping on you, dude. Like, do you ever uh, feel that way? Uh, yeah, man. Tell me about it. Uh, pretty much every time I leave the state, I feel that way. I'm like, are people going to know me? Are they going to know who I am? You know, but uh, slowly but surely, I'm kind of making my way to the top, being more uh, of a household name. So, so we'll see. We're getting there. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, you know, in, in, in God, 2020, excuse me, 2022, must have been a banner year for you. I mean, so much traveling, bro. You, you, you did, you did a lot of things that most people don't ever get a chance to do. Like between, you know, obviously working for the United Wrestling Network, uh, doing a lot of the shows in SoCal, like Epic Pro Wrestling and and uh, Santino's and and MPW and stuff like that. I mean, you're literally working with New Japan Strong. You get that call. You're in New Japan. You're in Japan for crying out loud. Uh, you're part of TMDK, which is, you know, in and of itself, that's pretty awesome. Those dudes have always been badass, but you're, you're part of that. You're, you're going to the UK to wrestle. I mean, damn dude, tell me about that experience. Oh man. I had a crazy year, probably the best year of my career. I've been wrestling for like 18 years now. And this was by far my biggest breakthrough year, uh, I've had in my career. Uh, and it all started with new Japan strong. You know, I started working with strong in December of 2001 
and not really knowing what was going to happen. And 2021. Then, yeah. 2021. You said, I'm sorry. You said yeah. 2001. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always do that. But yeah, 2021. Um, and I wasn't really sure what was going to happen with that. I knew that I had a match in November and I knew I had a match yeah, in December and a match in January. So I just was going to go out there and uh, have try to have killer matches and see where it went. Um, fortunately for me, it kind of uh, skyrocketed. The right eyes were on me at the right time. And from then, uh, it was just like a whirlwind of adventure. It was like, we went to Seattle, we went to uh, Philly, we went to DC. Uh, in DC is when I found out I was going to go to Japan. So uh, that was a pretty amazing. It was, and then in DC was uh, when I got uh, actually like introduced into uh, TNDK, where they actually put me in the stable. I was, so that was yeah, a, I was wondering that, was that a big I, day. I know you were partnering with Shane Haste. You had partnered with Jonah for a while too. Um, but that was the official date was in Washington, D.C. That's when you got uh, – did they jump you in? Did they rush you in? Yeah. What did those Aussies do to you, man? Uh, it was a drinking game. You just have to last uh, drinking <laughs> beer with them, which was very, very hard. But, you know, luckily for me, I'm a bad dude. I've been training this for this my whole life. So I was able to keep up with them. That's awesome, man. And, and you're the first Mexican-American in TMDK. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm the first non-Australian. Yeah, I was. I wasn't entirely sure about that because I wasn't sure if Jonah was Australian or if yeah, he was New Zealand. But okay, yeah, he's uh, Australian. All right, so cool, man. So look yeah. at you breaking barriers internationally. Yeah, <laughs> You're a role model. Check that out. Uh oh, I'm like oh. Charles Barkley, man. I'm not a role model. <laughs> <laughs> there was a famous quote uh, that Charles Barkley said once, like, uh, or no. Somebody else said about Charles Barkley saying that I wouldn't let my dog emulate you, let alone my child. And yeah, I thought that was pretty fitting. Right. <laughs> but, but bad dude, you're not necessarily a bad dude. I've always kind of found you out to be kind of a good dude, man. You've been, like I said, uh, in the area for a very long time, wrestling in Southern California. A lot of people, <laughs> there's a misconception. A lot of people think you were like a, a Santino student, but you weren't really a student, right? You you kind of helped coach the first couple of classes, right? Um, well, I had started wrestling in like 2000 and then I had took some time off, uh, probably like five, six years off. So I was already trained. I already had like maybe a hundred plus matches under my belt. And um, so, but when I was looking to come back in, uh, that's where I started to train. So then I, I took it upon myself to start from the beginning again, start with the beginner's class, just to get all the rust off. And then soon I just kind of skyrocketed to the advanced class. And maybe within like two months, I was getting bookings already. So I definitely call myself a Santino student. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. But um, lately, maybe this last year, I'd, I'd show up to class and coach some classes, help out the young guys and uh, the guys who had just advanced to the advanced class, getting ready to get out on the scene for sure. And I don't mean that as a disrespectful way either, because I, I just knew that you had spent time like in Battleground Pro uh -huh, and yeah, uh, yeah. working some of those dates before. So I I guess I was miscon uh, uh, misconstrued that. I thought that uh, you were part uh, of that original coaching yeah. class. So where um, when their Battleground was going on, they were training on the weekends at Santino's. They had their own uh, uh, class. So that's how I met Mongo and Santino. And they were like, hey, come train with us. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, Let's do this. And and um, not breaking too much, Cafe, but you grew up in Whittier, California, right? Yeah, born and raised. Whittier, and Whittier always, are prettier. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what my ex-wife was from Whittier, so I don't necessarily yeah. uh, uh, he, abide he, by that. Yeah. But yeah, there's always a few that get uh, that that don't account for. Did you did you go to Lucerna? I did go to Lucerna. Yeah, Damn. I went to Lucerna uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Was that class of what like 2000 uh oh one oh one yeah. i I'm class of 97 at mayfair high school in lakewood okay All we right. played lucerna that's why I, I knew that i knew that school my son actually goes there now so that's kind of kind of cool generational man yeah did you know that uh did you know that uh oh why am i blanking on his name uh the neon phenomenon ewf heavyweight champion Oh, what's uh, his idol. name? He, yeah. he went to college at Whittier College. He yeah, he went to Whittier College. He was a fighting yeah. poet. Yeah, I did know that. I'm, I'm good friends with Idol, so 
Idol's a great dude, man. Yeah, I love him. He's great. I think uh, I think Idol's one of those guys uh, similar to you that just needs that breakout year. I mean, you obviously you had that breakout year in in twenty twenty two, you know, mm-hmm. but you you've also you put in the work too, like Idol as well. But I mean, um, you know, I'm sitting here looking at pictures. I, I've been photographing you for like I guess like close to sixteen years now, man. You oh. said. You said you've been in the business for 20 or for 18 years, yeah, 18 at least, years. at least 13 years. I've been photographing you from, yeah. from a AWS where you and, 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 uh, and, uh, uh Rico were doing the young bucks pose. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I think at the time we were trying to get a match with the young bucks. Cause we, we, we actually ended up wrestling them for Bart one, one, uh, show. It was like a joint show. It was like half AWS, half, some lucha random card in the middle of nowhere that no one saw it was but it was fun bart bart had a way like you i know he kind of fell out of flavor with social media and stuff but bart had a way of putting on some really wild matches back in the day oh man his his cards were crazy yeah like 10 match cards they go for like four hours but uh the crowd was always wild there i always liked working aws that was did, actually one of my goals when I came back was like, if I could get on this show, then uh, I think I'll blow up in SoCal. He's he's definitely one of those guys that I think if, uh, uh, you know, when he had those when he had those shows, I think he he really carried a lot of SoCal in those leaner years, man. And, and people don't uh-huh. want to give him his flowers because of everything else. But like I, I look at the general whole and, and I mean, like he he really brought a lot of different variety of wrestling to socal that oh yeah i don't think we would have seen otherwise he was one of the first promoters to put on a lot of uh, female matches women's matches and then he would have he'd bring in the luchadors he had like these crazy hardcore matches he had a lot of cruiserweights um he had a huge variety and if you look at those shows from back then a lot of those guys blew up man a lot of those guys that were wrestling there are wrestling on tv now or yeah. international so that's props that's, to bart. that's yeah props to bart um but you've worked everywhere in socal like we, we just said aws but i mean yeah i could think uh i know that you were on the shows with fcw you were on the shows uh you, i mean you and in in che held the ewf tag team titles not yeah. too long ago yeah we were socal pro tag title uh had the titles there we worked for dave at united uh Recently, I just worked at PCW, um, been working Rival. I did Epic. I pretty much done, worked all the shows out here pretty much. When it's all said and done, Teach, you should get like some sort of award for being like the SoCal wrestler everywhere guy because <laughs> legitimate, you legitimately have wrestled everywhere. And it's, it's yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool because you could say like, hey, I know what's good. I know what's not good because I've been there. Yeah. But do you ever feel like that might have cheapened the brand a little bit because everyone could see uh, you everywhere? Yeah, you know, there's times where I'm like, I'll be in the locker room, I'll be honest, I'll be in the locker room somewhere, and I'll look around, and I'm like, what, what the hell am I even doing here? I don't, <laughs> like, I'm above this, you know, and I don't want to sound like a prick or sound cocky, but, like, that's the gist of it. It's like, I'm in the locker room with a bunch of scrubs who probably shouldn't even be in the locker room, they should probably buy a ticket to get into the show, but I'm like, well, you know, I do this for a living, so the bills have to get paid. So I, I do, I do, I do lots of shows. I do a lot. If I could wrestle every weekend, then I will because this is my livelihood and that's what I'm, what I, what I need to do. I mean, obviously I love to, to work the top tier shows, but uh, those aren't always possible. And they're not always available too. I mean, yeah, uh, there, there's, there's, a there's only so many matches and so many uh, spots on cards and you know, you can't get all of them all the time. I mean, there's a promotion in Southern California everyone knows about it called Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And it's, yeah. I mean, they put on banger after banger after banger. Right, yeah. But there seems to be like a reluctance to use local SoCal talent. And I'm like, man, I I, I don't know why, because there's guys like you and, and, and Danny Limelight. And, and there's a handful of other guys who I think would work perfectly in that style. And, and mm-hmm. it just never happens. What's your take on that? Um, you know, I think recently they have been using a lot more local guys. Okay. Uh, they, they've been using Shane Hayes. Um, they've been using uh, Blackwood. That's uh, true. They and they brought like Titus from NorCal. So, you know, it all just depends. You know, who 
talks to who and if your name gets thrown out, if there's a spot for you available. And there's so many variables that go into that. But uh, I'd be open to doing that. I've been wanting to work there forever. So, and uh, I think right now with my confidence and my ring, in ring style, and I think I'd fit right in. I think I'd tear the house down. Honestly, I've been tearing the house down everywhere <laughs> I go lately. Did did you ever get to work the Lucha Vavum shows? Uh, no, but we almost did this last October. We were like this close from doing it, and they were like, "Ah, sorry." Last, last like like the week of, they're like, "Ah, oh, we can't do this." What they what they uh, don't so. think you can't do Lucha Libre? Come on now. Uh, no, I, I I don't know what went into it, but it was just like, sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> Well, they would might put you in a mask and give you a different name. And, and yeah, who knows? Yeah, they might uh, do that. I have a photo on my computer. I want to I want to put on the screen here. And it, uh, I was trying to when I was making the the flyer for this podcast. I was looking at again. I've been photographing you for so long, and even before me, it was my wife was photographing you guys, you and and uh, and uh, Rico. And uh, here's a photo from back in the old uh, the old theater. Um, the uh, showcase theater showcase? yeah yeah and uh that's that's a very young tito with uh with rico and you guys were the hollywood heritage titles belts that have been retired since feuding with the tribe and pretty peter and ray i mean some things never change man but uh <laughs> tell me about that era for you when you were you know sylvia would take you guys out to the rings los bandidos i mean you guys had a great act you guys were hot uh, you had taken yeah. the belts off of the tribe Tell me about that time for you in your career. Um, yeah, that was, I think it was around 2012. Um, at the time, a lot of uh, tag teams have just left uh, Championship Hollywood. So me and Reeks were singles at the time. We were actually feuding at another company. And we're like, man, we should just pitch an idea of us teaming. And I bet we could do pretty good. We could get a good run. Because they didn't have many tag teams. But like three or four tag teams had just left. So we went, we talked to Dave, and he's like, yeah, sure, come on in. And right away, they gave us a push. We started um, feuding with the tribe, which I think at the time had held the titles for like 18 months, maybe even yeah. longer. It was like a long time. But, uh, you know, Rico took me under his wing because I was still pretty young. Um, taught me a lot, actually. I, I owe Rico a lot of credit for helping me out back then. And... Uh, we got to wrestle the tribe and had some crazy physical matches. And I remember thinking like, Oh, these dudes don't know what's going to hit them. Like, <laughs> cause like they were just eating up everybody. And oh, I was yeah. like, well, I'm not going to just let them take my lunch money. You know? Yeah. If, if anything, I'm going to try to take theirs. And <laughs> they were, they were game for it. They love that style too. So it was more of a physical brawl fight than a wrestling match. That's for sure. And, and I mean, and I'm not trying to give away the the soup, but I remember like even at Primetime Live, uh, the first episode in the uh, Long Beach, uh, oh, yeah. the, the the what was it, the uh, uh, Thunder Studios. Uh -huh. I mean, that night was pretty crazy, and you guys just went all out. And uh, it was funny because I actually started to do a podcast live there, and, uh -huh. and you and Che walked in, and you're like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, "Hey, man, I'm doing the podcast." You're like, "For the Alliance Block." And and I popped, and a few people in the chat at the time were like, "Dang, that's cool, man! Have him come on." I'm like, "Dude, he's getting ready for the show, man. I ain't gonna bother him." But uh, yeah, you guys, you guys went to town that night too, and in, in every match you guys had was really hard hitting. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're gonna get, in, if you're doing a match with the the tribe, it's gonna be physical. It's gonna be a fight. Uh, not gonna be too many uh, holds, wrestling holds. Uh, be prepared for a fight um bring your a game and you can't back down against those guys because they're just going to keep pouring it on so and i'm the same way like if you give me an inch i'm gonna take a mile <laughs> I mean, i'm just gonna keep taking and taking and taking until you fight back and if you don't well then i'm sorry i just fucking i sorry I, if, if you don't fight back then i'm gonna take your lunch money i've seen you post videos of of bam bam uh terry gordy and uh -huh. uh, dr death is yeah. that where you're like is that your wheelhouse is that your uh, inspiration i think as so. a wrestler? yeah for sure it's that, especially since i've gotten bigger in size and strength in the last couple of years uh i've always liked those guys but i was just maybe a little too small to work that style and 
if I wrestle someone smaller, of course I'd, I'd do that. But now I'm, I'm like 250 pounds right now. Um, that's right up my wheelhouse. I love that strong style. I love that physical style. And that was one of the things I think that helped me get over in, in Japan. Yeah. One of the things that got me sent to Japan was, was definitely that style. And, you know, I like to switch it up too. you know, I'll throw in some athleticism cause I'm, I'm pretty athletic too. So I like to give a, a little bit of everything when I'm in the ring. I grew up a, uh, a Steiners fan, right? I, I, I love Rick Steiners. and Scott. You never liked yeah. them? No, I, I do. I love them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I grew up a huge Scott and Rick fan. I love those guys, especially when they were the you know tag team champions. Mm-hmm. And I was broken hearted the day that, that Dr. Death and, and uh, Bam Bam came in and just took the belts off of them. <laughs> and like that match was so brutal. I mean, it was on like, I think it was on like a Saturday night too. I don't think it was even a pay-per-view. It was just intense. And my brother was always a Dr. Death's fan. So he was just like, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, man, that's great. That's God, bro. That's not cool. But uh, they were they were awesome. And you go watch you know, their stuff in New Japan, and it was just crazy. Oh, yeah. I probably watch that match, the New Japan match, like once a year, twice a year. <laughs> just because I love it so much. It's one of my favorites. So but, uh, then, Yeah, I, I love that style, that hard-hitting, strong style. Because I could take it. I could dish it out, but... We're gonna test. We're gonna test someone's heart and see if they could take it. You know, oftentimes so is, they can't. Is that when you got into wrestling? Like, was that the goal? Is you wanted to be like a, like a, a Doctor Death or a Bam Bam territory? So, no, not at all. Because I, when I first started wrestling, I was under a hundred pounds. I mean, under two hundred pounds. I was gonna I was say, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was probably small. like, I was probably like one eighty. So that style, I liked it. It was cool. But then also at the time, I hadn't seen much wrestling in Japan. I had I'd known about it. I had right. known about wrestling in Japan. But like, where's a kid, a 15-year-old kid going to watch that? Like at the time, you couldn't really watch it on the internet. It was all about tape trading. So it's, it's funny because wanted... people, people, you know, they don't realize that there was a time that YouTube didn't exist and you couldn't yep. just type in your favorite wrestler you wanted to see a, yeah. a brian kendrick match in in music city wrestling man you had to get some tapes and trade them yeah and that's where bart came in also because i used to buy a lot of tapes from bart and then the tape trading was huge that's where i learned a lot about japanese wrestling with through the we'd we'd train all day and then we'd go get food come back to someone's house and watch you know these grainy like dubbed <laughs> like three times dubbed over <laughs> matches you know it was like you could hardly see what was going on sometimes you know sometimes you'd get a really good one but most of the times they're super grainy and and you just had to squint to watch the whole show do, but uh do you remember uh from socal uncensored a guy named scrub no i don't oh that dude was way into tape trading and he was the guy that he, he kind of facilitated some of my tapes so i was wondering if maybe you ever yeah. uh, traded tapes with that guy I, yeah usually most of the trade the tape trading was done with like other wrestlers our fans oh okay maybe. okay yeah but like it, you could like get your tape and it was really good and like make a a, a, a double of it and then yeah. give them the double but the double wasn't as good and then oftentimes you got a double a dub or a dub of a dub and it was right just all yeah I, and and that's stuff. when you it became really, very pixelated and, yeah. and very hard to watch. You had to really like wrestling to, to watch those. <laughs> You're like, I think that was a drop kick or maybe yeah. that was a clothesline. I'm not sure. Yeah. There'd just be like bars going through the middle of the yeah, yeah. It, was, it was that. But it was also really cool. I always liked that. Well, and I think uh like like you said, like you really had to like wrestling to watch that. Yeah. I mean, I sure. I remember uh I was talking to a guy a few years ago. Uh, for the old NWA wild side, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that's where like AJ Styles came out of, and they were oh, one yeah, of the yeah, first, yeah. one of the first wrestling promotions that kind of have like an online presence. And we're talking like in like 2099, mm-hmm. and you'd watch the shows on the, your 56k modem, and it was it was bad. And like <laughs> I, I told someone today, like oh, I would have watched that show if it was today, like because the quality was right. so harsh. Right, we're spoiled, we got it but... easy today. We got like everything's on demand. You can't find it on there. You go on YouTube. You can't find it on YouTube. There's Daily Motion. There's yeah. like, you could subscribe to almost anything. Like everything's at your fingertips. You know, it's amazing. That's, yeah, I love that's, it. I kind of, I, I both love it and hate it because it, it just, uh, not that I'm a gatekeeper or anything, but it just gives so much access to people who maybe don't deserve it. 
Uh-huh. But then at the same time, it's like the wrestling's for everyone, so just let them enjoy it. You know, yeah. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on both sides. Young These young kids don't know how easy they got it. That's for sure. We, we had to walk up a mile in snow to go yeah. to our wrestling shows. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just to get a grainy tape to watch. <laughs> Did you? We, now you said you started tape trading when you were 15. Were you going to indie shows when you were 15, or, or did you? Uh, I was like 15, 16 when I started wrestling, like training. Oh, so wow. I would get, yeah, I would get these tapes from a bar, and like we'd bring them, and then it'd be like, well, who has you know ROH? Okay, well, I have this all Japan. So we would trade within like the trainees, or and then maybe like someone knew someone who, and they'd come to to tra- tape trade after the show or whatever so it was it was pretty cool I, I always dug that but then there was stuff like you're like man i don't want to get rid of this i love this too much but i have <laughs> not i have not seen this other thing yeah so did you do any like high spots like back in the day you could do like custom tapes where you'd not, oh, not custom matches but you could like i want this match and i want this match and i want this match no i didn't know about that Dude, I had I had Samoa Joe in, in zero one, uh, so like I got to see him wrestle Taka Michinoku and uh, and uh, a couple other guys, and it, it, I just loved. It. I, I'm still a huge Samoa Joe fan. Yeah, me too. So much, but his his stuff in zero one was so like this is like before his Ring of Honor success. You know, like I think mm-hmm. one of them bred the other. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I used to love that stuff. Uh, so now this is a question that. I've I've always wondered about this because you've had a lot of success lately as a singles wrestler, but you're still getting a lot of success as a tag team wrestler. And you've mm-hmm. had multiple incarnations of tag teams. I mean, uh, obviously the Wolf Zaddies were were kind of like your bread and butter for most of last year and, and 2021. Mm-hmm. You and Che as a tag team have always been phenomenal. Like I said, EWF tag team champions rival. I think you guys are currently the rival champions too, right? Uh, yeah, right now. And uh, but then going back a few more years, uh, you and Rico as Los Bandidos, you guys tear it up too, and you guys had a lot of great matches as well. But now you're teaming with, or you were teaming with Jonah before he went back to the WWE. Now you're teaming with Shane Haste in a lot of matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Strong. Mm-hmm. Which which tag team has been your favorite? Oh, bro, you're like asking me to pick my favorite kid right now. <laughs> um, I I loved working with Che. That's like my best friend, you know, that's my brother. So I always have a great time with him. Uh, if I can't think of something, I'll just ask him, hey, what, what should I do here? But that's true with the other three guys too. Yeah. So I'm always going to my partner to look, you know, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, but I would say it's probably Che. I talk to Che every day, every day. Um, I love, like, it's so much fun to be around him. We have the same sense of humor. We like <laughs> the same stuff. We've known each other for 10 plus years. So uh, I think Che's my favorite. If you could bring him to New Japan, would you? Uh, in a heartbeat. He, I mean, he's been, he's been working strong. He has about three matches in strong. He's been doing very well. Uh, so I, I think I think eventually maybe there's a chance uh, of us teaming there. Uh, you know, this match in particular is one that I watched very carefully because you know I'm a I'm an NWA honk over here. I'm I'm a huge uh-huh. NWA fan. You had an opportunity to challenge for the ten pounds of gold. That's not something that everybody gets an opportunity for. As right. the, uh, I, I mean, you were basically the ace of championship wrestling from Hollywood at this time, uh, having had it been the heritage champion for a pretty long time yourself, and you stepped in the ring with Nick Aldis who was the NWA world's heavyweight champion. A lot of people give him the respect and the flowers and say that he's the guy that brought the NWA back to the mainstream, if you will. What was, what did you think about that match? How did you feel about getting that opportunity? And did it mean as much to you as it did to like us fans who got to watch you wrestle him? Oh, it definitely meant a lot to me because I know what the NWA is. I know what the NWA stands for. You know, I've been watching wrestling since I was three years old. Okay. Four years old. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely know the heritage of the NWA and I had I have I still have a lot of respect for Nick Aldis. He is a true true professional. Uh he looks the part, he acts the part, he talks the part. So uh going into that I was uh I was a little nervous but super excited, you know, that I have this opportunity to wrestle for the NWA title. That that's a big deal to me. Yeah. 
um, this should be a big deal to everybody in this in uh, wrestling. So I was pumped for that. Uh, I definitely was gonna take it to him just because he was the NWA champ doesn't mean he was gonna I was gonna take it easy on him. So uh, in in my head, I was just gonna go do what I do and uh, let the cards fall and see what happens at the end of the match. Did did he uh, did he give you any? Uh, positive praise or criticism after that? Oh, yeah, he, he did. He put me over on Twitter, uh, which I don't think he does very often. In fact, I don't know. He blocked me. <laughs> in fact, I think like uh, a month or two before he had just buried someone on Twitter. So I was like, that was like another thing I was worried about. But uh, I had a great match with them. I've seen him once since the match. And, you know, we had a great conversation. Uh, I get along with him fine. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I, I like him. It was good to me. Uh, I don't know what happens with everybody else. So, but I mean, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I think the, I earned his respect for sure. That and you should like you did, man. That match was killer, and and it was. I'm not gonna say that was a breakthrough match for you because it, it was just another day at the office. Uh, you're, I mean, you're a great wrestler, and I again, I feel like you don't get your flowers. I don't feel like you get your yeah. just desserts, but. But you should earn his respect because you're a damn good wrestler, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my problems with Nick Aldis are stupid. Like, it's so trivial. But, uh, <laughs> like, I've always put over that he, number one, is a phenomenal athlete. He looks the part. He sounds mm-hmm. like the part. I mean, damn, his wife is Mickey James. He won already. You know what I mean? Like, that guy's good. <laughs> He's already good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he he did a lot to carry that 10 pounds of gold to make the NWA very prestigious again. And, and I, I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. I still think scrap iron Adam Pierce was a better world champion overall, but you know, that's, that's another conversation for another time. Scrap iron's a badass bro. Like I know I would like to see, I would like to see those two go at it. I don't know if they have, have they, they never, they never have, and I've, 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 you know, I still kind of keep in contact with with Adam, and and I've messaged him, and I'm like, man, I, I wish you were still wrestling. He's like, fuck that, and I'm like, yeah. no, man, if you were still wrestling, that would be a money match for the NWA. He's like, eh, nobody cares. I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't think so, he's man. Got a, he's got a good spot right now. I'm thinking, yeah, he's, uh, trying to take bumps anymore. That well, that bump card is. Uh, I mean, he's still got at least one left on there. I, I know that. You know, I never really got to work matches with uh, Adam, but I got to work with him backstage a little bit with some promos and stuff. And I always enjoyed working with him. He was fantastic. I'll, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story, but I'm going to leave the name out of it because it was a, and it's somebody I really respect too, but it was a, a baby face who was supposed to be cutting a promo. And Adam is sitting there in the back and, and Percy Pringles there. And, and uh, you know, there's the whole office is there and, and Adam goes, stop, stop. You sound like a whiny bitch. You know, like, <laughs> why, why are the fans going to cheer for you? You sound like a whiny bitch. You, you, you're not making me believe you. You're making me want you to lose. I was like, whoa. And that was like the first time I ever got to see that side of uh, Adam Pierce, the producer, you know, and I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Did he help you? Did he coach you on your promos and stuff then too? Uh, he would give me like little tidbits here and there, you know, to help me out in the ring or in uh in my promos but overall he kind of just would be like just keep doing what you're doing bro like you're doing great and uh, i always had a lot of respect for him i think he had a lot of respect for me um we both liked that old school look and that old school style so uh we got along great i like adam a lot he's a a really funny guy too yeah and and it makes sense because you kind of like you came up like you said second go around with santino's and and Mm -hmm. I had one time a, a wrestling promoter in SoCal like uh, tell me that he didn't want to use you guys because he thought you guys were a gang. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, dude. Like a, some, some Mark stuff right there. Don't believe the gimmick, brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, they ended up using you later, but we won't we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, you guys grew up kind of I say grew up, but you were trained in that old school mentality. Joey mm-hmm. really took it to you guys, and and oh, it wasn't. It was pretty tough, right? I mean, I got my ass kicked more times than not, just training. Yeah. Like, it was rough. It was tough, like, physically, mentally. The the warm-ups were tough. Uh, like, we would do a warm-up at the, at the dojo and be blown up, and then I could go train somewhere else and be like, oh, that's your warm-up? Like, <laughs> when are we going to get started? Like, it was tough, especially in the early days. It would be, like, be like 500 squats. 
100, 200 push-ups, um, up-downs. Then we get in the ring and, and just like freestyle and then have matches. And then at the end, we'd shoot fight. It was wild, man. It was did wild you, west. Did you have a background like in high school wrestling? No, I didn't. But at, when I went back to Santino's, I was uh, studying judo at the time. Okay. So I've always been a pretty scrappy dude, pretty, pretty good, like with my hands, but pretty good wrestling for never, ever wrestling. Like uh, I started training jujitsu about six years ago. And everyone's like, oh, did you wrestle in high school? I was like, nope, never wrestled in high school. And, so, like, I even had a chance to train with Barnett, uh, Josh Barnett. And uh, he's like, oh, you got a good double leg. Like, did you wrestle in high school? I was like, nope, never wrestled in high school. I just, I'm able to, like, watch stuff and, like, pick it up pretty easily. Like muscle memory. Like, you just see yeah. it and you're able to recreate yeah. it. Yeah, which which is great for me, but makes me a really bad coach. Because then I'm like, just do it. Do I should right. do it? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just... Just double leg, like this is what you do. Now do it, like. But uh, like you, you and Kobe, man, you guys can't out, can't be out there coaching, man. You got to be, uh, yeah. you got to be the stars. You can't, you can't coach. I love me some Kobe. That's my man. Kobe's Kobe was amazing, man. But like, yeah. I don't think he could coach because it would just he was gifted, no, he was no. natural. Totally agree. Totally agree. Same thing with Magic. Magic was phenomenal on the court, but he couldn't tell somebody how to be phenomenal on the court. And then also like you hold yourself to such a high standard right holding yourself to that like so now i'm going to expect everybody who's not as talented as me to that same standard and some people just can't do it that's why i would have made an awesome coach because i sucked very bad <laughs> at wrestling no, i was a, not... I, I wrestled uh in high school all four years and i didn't make varsity till my senior year and even then like Every one of my weight class went to uh, CIF. That's the, the big tournament at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah. And a couple of the guys on our team went to state, and I was like, fuck, man. So, you know, back then when I was like 165 pounds, I was wrestling guys who weighed like 170, 180 just because that's where we slotted in in the weight class. So, I uh, wish, I wish I would have wrestled in high school. But at the time, like, I didn't want to wear the singlet. I thought that was weird. And sure. then, like all my all my football buddies who went to wrestling, they're like, "Oh yeah, we have to starve ourselves. I can yeah. only have lettuce tonight." And I'm like, "What? What? I like to eat, man. I'm not gonna have lettuce." And then, and then like everyone had ringworm too, so I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, this is not for me. I do not want to do this." I was lucky I mean, to avoid the ringworm, but my yeah. my sophomore year, I had like three viral infections because I didn't clean the mats, and I was yeah, out for yeah, two months. So gross. It was it was and, pretty gnarly. There was like one guy who had like this gnarly one on his chin, and he's like, "Yeah, I just rub it in people's faces." I'm like, "You, you guys are disgusting, dude! Like, why does anyone want to wrestle? That's gross, dude." They went at the tournaments I went to. They wouldn't let a guy wrestle who had ringworm yeah. coming out of his chin. Yeah, they were they were training like that for sure. Oh man, that's that's brutal. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm just stick to uh, football and baseball. We're good. What what position did you play in football? Uh, linebacker and uh, tight end. Fucking knew it. I knew yeah. it. I got great. I got really good hands. I could I could catch a football like it's ridiculous. I'm I'm pretty good at football. <laughs> and I'm. Did they ever have you play fullback? I did a little bit, but I don't I don't like it as much. I just I I look at you and I and I'm not trying to be insulting or anything, but I remember when you were starting out. I I remember the kid that looked like uh like more like this, you know. And even yeah, then, like yeah. that was. You were still already around, but I could see that guy being a fullback and just crushing people oh, right through the shoot, you know? When I was playing football, I was only like 180 pounds, but I, like I had no fear. They're like, fill this hole when it opens up, no problem. Like yeah. a missile, boom. Cool. I've, I've, al enough. I've always been really explosive, too. So I weighed 175 like... pounds on the D-line, and I'd get, to the, I'd get the junk minutes, you know, like – yeah, oh, yeah. game's over. All right, put Kaylee in, and I'd go and I'd go get beat up by you know guys who are twice my size. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go back to some more pro wrestling. Let's talk about this year that you've the that you're coming off of. I mean, tell me what it was like to actually get to Japan because I mean, oh. like that's we said it earlier. Like, okay, so New Japan Strong opened that door for you, but obviously you had to kick something down to get there. They they don't just hand out opportunities to go wrestle in Japan. That's something that you really have to earn. 
And especially right. in Southern California, that's not an, uh, an opportunity we see a lot of guys get. Like Rocky Romero's got it. TJ Perkins got it. Uh, Christopher Daniels. But, I mean, that guy really – I don't call him a SoCal guy because he was everywhere. But very few people got the opportunity that you've gotten in New Japan. Tell me about wrestling in New Japan and, 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 and just really getting through that barrier. So, basically, um, Jonah was in the G1 tournament. So when they do this G1 tournament, I think you have like five matches. But when you, you don't have tournament matches, you're in tag matches to keep you fresh, to keep, you know, to keep you going. And at the time, I was um, wrestling in a tag team with Jonah out here for Strong. So the office had seen me. They had really liked what they saw. I had ran into a few office people at hotels, like for Strong. And they're like, oh, Tito, oh, you know, you're doing a great job. You know, we really like what you're doing. I was like, holy, holy smokes, like this is pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, we continued to tag with Jonah. And when he got the opportunity to go to the G1, they're like, well, he needs a tag partner. Let's bring Tito. He fits right in. He could do this style. Uh, we really like what he's doing on Strong. So I was like, oh, like, hell yeah. Like, I'm super pumped. I knew there would be an opportunity for me to go to Japan. I knew that right away. As soon as they told me like, Hey, we want to book you in strong. I was like, sweet. But in my head, I said, well, this is, could lead to a bigger opportunity. Just, you know, play your cards, right. Kick ass, do your thing. And you know, who knows what the future will hold. And, uh, just like that, I guess I kind of manifested it and it just kind of fell into place. That's dope, man. That's yeah. really, I, yeah. I, I told you the last time I saw you at the uh, Irvine tapings and it was a while ago, but I was like, man, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Like yeah, I'm not, I, I've done nothing to help your career. I've, I've had no <laughs> part in it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm just as a bystander who's watched you go from, from, you know, Los Bandidos to TMDK, New Japan. I mean, it's, it's amazing, dude. And, and it, I feel like 18 years they should have jumped on you a few years earlier, but I guess, you know, just circumstances didn't allow that to happen. To right. Again, it's tough, man. It gets so frustrating because like, I work hard, man. I work a lot harder than other people do. I could say that without yeah. a question of a doubt. Um, and, I'm, you know, you're just waiting. You're just waiting. You know, hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. I tell myself all the time. And, but then you start to second guess yourself. Like, well, when when is it going to pay off? I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been going strong for 12 years, 13 years. Like, is, is this ever going to pay off? Like, so when it finally did, I was so happy, man. So happy. It, it still puts a smile on my face thinking about it. Did did you ever get to a point where you almost quit? Did you ever oh, get to that point? Yeah, like, uh, I would say, like, when was the mania in Tampa? Like two years ago, three years ago, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to guess that. Yeah, I was like, um, this is it for me. I'm good. Like, I'm not getting the bookings I need. Nothing's really coming for it from wrestling. I'm working my ass off with nothing to show for it. Like, this is probably gonna be it. And then I had a wrestler, a very good wrestler, who was like, "What? What are you talking about, dude? Like, why? Like, you're good. I wrestle all around the world." And you're you're a really good wrestler. Don't quit. Don't do it. Wait. Stick it out. Go another year. And so I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then that year, I got booked on strong. And my my next question was going to be, who was the voice that kept you going? But uh, if you want to keep that private, you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that private. And then you know, there was other times too, like maybe ten years ago, where I was only getting booked like once a month. I was like, this is bullshit. Why am I doing this? You know, I could be doing so many other things. Or just like it would like sporadically, like when I wasn't getting the bookings I need, or I would see big shows and I wasn't on them, and I'd be like, "Why am Why am I not on them? I don't understand." I still do that to this day. I'm like, "Why am I not on the show? I don't understand. I don't get it." Like I just came from this huge tour in Japan. I just wrestled Okada in in England. I wrestled Suzuki at the Corkin uh, Corkin Hall. Um, I don't understand. Like, I, I put on one of the best matches of the night every night. I, if they give me the mic, I cut incredible promos. Uh, I'm 250 pounds. I'm freaking jacked. I don't understand. I don't. It blows my mind. 
and it, it, it's just weird. Like I have all the praise from my peers. They all put me over huge, but unfortunately they're not promoters. They're not bookers and I, I can't get these spots. I can't break through for some time. So it gets frustrating, but I know in the end hard work will, will pay off because um, it always does. Do you have a good support group at home? Yeah, hundred percent. That's, yeah. that's, that's where I think where a lot of it comes from. Like, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to get too uh, boastful about my wife or anything, but she's always like pushing me, like, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not, not that it's anything the same as wrestling, but like uh, a few years ago when Marquez went to China with the NWA and, and those guys, uh, I was like, Hey man, like uh, you got room for one more. And he's like, go, you can buy a ticket. And I'm like, all right. And my wife was like, yeah, you should go. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go. Yeah, and I, cool. I, I bought a ticket. It, it was a cool experience just to not only see that side of the world and, and all that, but yeah. just to see, you know, how they interpret wrestling in China. I wanted to go to that so bad. I got booked on the second one, but then yeah. that one never happened. You were on the flyer. Ray's was on the flyer. I mean, like, I thought it was going to be like this awesome, like kick-ass championship wrestling from Hollywood show. I was really excited about it. And yeah, not that I'm going to, there's nothing wrong with Heather Monroe. She's great. I, I, I think she's a great wrestler too, but uh, like I, I was really looking forward to seeing Ray's on that card. I was looking forward to seeing you guys on the card. Like you guys versus Reno scum would have been, I mean, you guys always have great matches with those guys. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Is there a tag team out there that you like wrestling on a regular basis? Uh, scum is one of them. Uh, I always have a really fun time wrestling uh, Doomfly, Delilah Doom and uh, Eli Everfly. Which is, again, that's, and again, I'm not trying, I'm not saying anything negative, but they're so small. That's probably one of the reasons I like wrestling. <laughs> because every, like, little thing, like, I just do a punch, and, like, people are like, oh, my God. And now, if I do that same punch to some guy who's 6'5", 300 pounds, it doesn't get over as well. Right. Uh, and, and then something like... Uh, a falsy for them goes over huge because they're so small and we we made them work for it and and, and finally paid off and so i like working them um i liked working uh fin juice oh yeah yeah that was that we had a little program me and jonah with them last year in the beginning of the year that ended up in a big uh chicago street fight in chicago was like uh Brody King, uh, Finley, and Juice Robinson. That was a that was a fun one. That's another one too, where it's like uh, they're gonna wake you up with some of those uh, some of those moves they hit and some of those uh, strikes they hit. Brody's no joke. I mean, you know that. Of course you, not. Yeah, you you've been around that guy enough to know that. Yeah. When uh, I I think back, some of the most brutal moments I've ever seen you wrestle, and a lot of them came from AWS. Especially when you wrestled uh, uh, my girl Ray's, like, oh man, <laughs> that I'm not a huge intergender fan, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not advocating against it or anything, but like, because obviously Ray's could take care of herself, and, yeah. and she looked good in that match with you guys. But man, it was that was hard to watch she's at a, points. She's a big girl; she could handle herself. Uh, she she uh, she enjoys uh, the pain probably as much as I do. Yeah, so, uh, I had no problem taking it into her at all. <laughs> I talked to her once about, during that match. <laughs> I talked to her once about she was gonna do an all women's death match thing, and I'm like, "How do you prepare for that?" She goes, "Well, you just have a beer before." And I'm like, "Okay, all right, that's all right." Uh, so we're getting close to that hour, but I do want to talk to you a few more things. Uh, sure, man. Like, like th- let's be honest, man. You wrestled the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, like. Let's talk about this for a second. If if we're gonna translate it to the United States, that'd be you like wrestling John Cena for crying yeah, out. Yeah, I know. You Crazy. wrestled Okada, and you didn't do it in Japan. You did it in the United Kingdom. Tell me about that, man. Because like that guy is not yeah. a slouch. That's not a that's not a walk in the park. I mean, he he brings his working boots every time he's out there. Tell he's me about that the, experience. He's probably the best wrestler in the world, in my opinion. Him or Osprey, and it just depends. It just depends on what you like. You know what style you like, but um, I don't think that was the most nervous I've ever been in any match ever. It might have been the most nervous I've ever been ever in my whole entire life Um, because I knew how big of an opportunity it was, and I knew how uh, you know that's freaking Okada, bro. Like, 
you've been on top for a, a long, long time. So, uh, you know, I, I was really excited, but also really, really nervous. And uh, doing it in, in, in England, where maybe they didn't know me, but, uh, I, but I went in there. I, you know, same thing I told myself when I, told, when I wrestled all this. I said, well, I'm not going to go easy. You know, yeah. I'm going to take it to him. You know, he's just another wrestler just like I am. He puts his boots on just like I do. Who's to say I can't beat him, you know? Yeah. I'm bad DT. I, I have as much a chance to beat him as anybody else. Damn right. So I, yeah. So I was like, well, you know what? Just go out there. Let's take it to him. Let's see how tough he is. And by the way, he's a he's very freaking tough. He's a tough dude. Yeah. Uh, as well as very talented. Um but yeah, that was amazing. You know, I think I got a really great crowd reaction. Um, as soon as I got in there, the ner- the nerves went away. That's as soon as you start wrestling, the nerves went away, and it was just a fight. It was just a wrestling match, and it was time to go. You know, you do all this training, you have all these matches, and then it just prepares you for these moments. and And since then, I, I've been, I haven't been nervous at all. Like, <laughs> I tell myself, like, oh, well, I'm gonna be nervous for this match. I just wrestled Okada. Yeah, like, I'm, I should be fine. No it's like after, after Fight Club, all the volume gets churned yeah. down. You know, like yeah. I get it, man. Like uh, Okada, if, you were, if you're in Okada's the Super Bowl, you're gonna get, yeah. If you're in the Super Bowl, you're not gonna get nervous for freaking Week One or preseason. Nope. Yeah, not at all, man. Yeah. Did obviously you've been like you've before New Japan Strong. You were wrestling shows in Vegas. You were doing shows in Arizona. Uh, did New Japan New Japan take you to the parts of this country that you've never wrestled before? Oh yeah, I went to Seattle, I went to DC, I went to Philly, I wrestled the ECW arena. That's I wrestled amazing. Uh, yeah, I wrestled Chicago, uh not to mention the whole tour in Japan. I toured Japan twice, um, up and down. You know, the G1's a huge tournament, so you go all over uh right. Japan, north and south. Then my second tour, we hit all the, a bunch of other spots I've never been to, and and even different parts of the city I had been to. Then uh, England was amazing. I wish I would have been able to like really check out England, but it was uh, it was raining on my like one free day. Yeah. But I did I did uh, check out a couple pubs, nice. and uh, I I got myself uh, a proper English breakfast. Oh. Yeah, so that like was the, good. Is that like the sausage and, and beans yeah. and eggs? Yeah, it wasn't the best, but. <laughs> <laughs> was the beer warm? Uh, it wasn't, which I thought it would be, but it was cold. And then uh, but, and then back to Japan. So, like, I got to do a lot this last year. And I got tra- over big with the Japanese crowd, too. Like, they're comparing me to Dr. Death. Well, uh, Yeah. Uh, like they were chanting my name in Corken Hall, like that's pretty amazing, bro. Yeah, bro, that's look. I know you still got gas in the tank, right? You've got a couple. Oh, I got, got a lot, so I'm ready to. That like rejuvenated me. Like maybe like you know, in a fight game, like your health meter. Like yeah. my health meter was going down after those tours of Japan. I'm I'm fully healed. I'm ready to go. Do you have a do you have a timetable when you'll be going back, or is that still? Uh, works? It's kind of in the works right now. I, I have been told I am going back, so uh, I look forward to that. But until then, I'm just doing stuff here and there. You're all over SoCal, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I I was trying to look up your schedule because, but it's it's like, sure, just pick a match. You pick a show that Tito might be there. Uh, yeah, most obviously, um, I was at the uh, I was in Arizona. I was at the uh, that I don't even remember what that place is called. The Mesa. How Pickle cool Ball. was that place, though? It was that cool. It was, was, it was awesome. Yeah. It, and it looks it's good on humongous. TV, too. Yeah, it does. I hope we go back. How did you like uh, wrestling in front of that Arizona crowd? That's a new crowd for you. Yeah, I loved it. I got a lot of family out there in Arizona. So a lot of them came out to watch. Um, that was like another place where I'm like, am I going to get over like when I my music hits, you know? And of course I don't. <laughs> it's like a weird thing if i go somewhere new like I, when my music hits it's always kind of falls flat but by the end of my match they're like oh yeah this guy's awesome like let's bring him back so uh, i got a great response for the finish of my match and then 
I won over a bunch of uh, fans, so uh, that's always good. And and now you're the number one contender for the belt that Danny Limelight is holding Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, I know you're not getting that match tomorrow or or even on February 7th, but uh, you know what what's what's the game plan for that? Are you uh, Um, you well right right off the right off the bat, Danny's too small. Right away, I'll tell you that he's way too small. He's 185 pounds. He said so, he said he's 195 now. Yeah, that's what he wants the internet to know. To think. <laughs> but I, I'm legit 250 pounds. I'm a legit pro wrestler. I could strike. I could wrestle. Uh, I'm not afraid to get crazy in there. I we could get nuts. I don't. I, it does not matter to me. When, but when it comes down to it, uh, I could take Danny's bets punch over and over and over. I could take his best, and I'm just gonna keep coming forward. But can he take, you know, my my best? I, I don't think he can. That's, that's, he might that's, not. He might not even be able to take my second best. You know what I mean? Well, so, he's got to get through Clark Connors before he even gets to you. That match takes that's place. That's true. On, yeah. On February seventh, are you gonna are you gonna be Clark there? Clark Slouch. Yeah, I will be there. Uh, I don't know what I'll be doing yet, but I will be there. Uh, full circle. My whole family's gonna be there for the first time oh, in sweet. a very long time. But the little ones. They saw you get Mesa. They they loved it. Oh, cool. they, my oldest is uh, she's going to be there. My my wife will be there. It's going to be like a homecoming for us because uh, we used to go to we used to go to the Hollywood shows yeah. all the time back when it was in the Showcase Theater and and even we, before we, then uh, when it was in Anaheim or not Anaheim but Orange at the uh, at the Galaxy. That's the one place I didn't go to. For, you for you just you just missed it. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. So were you and it wasn't that great. You had to pay for food. It wasn't good food. It sucked. You don't have to pay for food at the the improv. It's better food. Yeah. But the the you know the cool thing about the um, the uh, uh, Galaxy Theater is that they used to uh, that's where UPW used to film too. Yeah, so, I remember. Like, I I have I great memories that. of of being there and seeing guys like Christopher Daniels and and having like RVD versus uh, Christopher Daniels or Samoa Joe versus. Like Tommy Dreamer. I mean, it was just crazy matches that they would have back then. Oh yeah, I've been. To, I went to a couple of those shows because that was around the same time I was starting to train. I remember seeing like Ken Shamrock there. Yeah. Was, and then like they did an angle with like Shamrock won his match, and then like Tank Abbott came for like in the crowd. Yeah. All dro- I was like, "Is this real?" Like I'm a little. I'm a kid. I'm 15. I'm like, "Is this real?" That, What's going on? This is crazy. That was the one that was uh, at the venue right by Angel Stadium. And that's when they had like uh, the Legion of Doom uh, wrestled like Adam Pierce and uh, who else? Uh, Adam Pierce and like uh, Hardcore Kid, I think it was. That's crazy. I don't even remember that. Ray Mysterio was there, but he didn't wrestle. He was just there. Ray and Chavo were there in the audience, but they didn't wrestle. They're doing photo ops and stuff. And wow. And uh, Hall and Nash were there. I mean, it was a big show for them. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Uh, I, I asked it, I've asked you to stay for an hour and you've been so kind to give me that hour, but I'm going to ask for a few more minutes just cause I sure, want to yeah, touch. Let's do it. We're coming up, you know, WrestleMania weekend's going to be in our backyard in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, I think the, uh, the, the whole, you know, caravans coming to town with GCW, uh, right. what matches are you going to be booked for that weekend? Do you know? So right now, the only thing I have penciled in is, uh, the Santino show at the collective the first show of the weekend for the collective. Um, I have two other shows in the works, but they're not cemented in, so I don't really want to like say I'm doing them. Because with my luck, I'll be like, hey, I'll be here, and then <laughs> not get booked for it. But uh, there's a couple more shows I'll be on, hopefully, um, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's a there's a real bloody one that uh, I think you would be a great sport for it. So I'm hoping that one. Happens. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for that one too. We'll see what happens. I've been on the last four, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven of those blood sports. So uh, you know I like doing those because they're different type of wrestling. Yeah. And I, I get to showcase my grappling because I, I do have some grappling, and uh, I, hopefully I get booked for that. Josh, I'm here, brother. I'm here if you need me. I would love to tell you that Josh is watching us right now, but I guarantee you he's not. Uh, Epic uh, Pro Wrestling, our good friend Andrew Pacina is uh, putting that show on, and that's coming up uh, at the end of the month. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on working for True Fan, man? I mean, he, he went from a fan, literally, and he said, hey, I could do this better. And everyone said, no, you can't. So he finally put his money where his mouth is, and he's right. he's doing it. He's got, he's got a show on fight, man. They're going to do the pay-per-view on fight. Yeah, that's cool. Unfortunately, me and Shay had to pull out of that show, oh. so we won't be there. Uh, Never mind. But wish all the luck to him and the crew. Hopefully they, they have a killer show. No no hard feelings, right? No, no, not at all. I just uh, have a big opportunity coming up, so I had to uh, take that off. I've heard, like, uh, there's a lot of rumors on the internet. People are sending you stuff with Blue Demon and, and El yeah. Sapo. What is all this stuff, man? I tried to I put that around it. I don't get it. It was weird. Like, uh, I guess some dudes, uh, some luchadors debuted on Dark. And they, I guess they have a similar look to me and Chase. So everyone kept sending it to me. I'm like, this this isn't us, guys. Like, <laughs> I, I could see the resemblance for sure, but it's that's not us. Stop sending me this. I'm just saying, man, I think those guys are racist because they're just saying because you're Mexican-American that, that you're the luchador. Come on now. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they, look, they looked jacked, so that's, that's good. Well, it look, it look AEW has a great way of scouting out talent, and anybody that they use on their programming have to be, you know, world class athletes. They don't just put slobs up there. I mean, they oh, really put sure. yeah. some of the best talent in the world, and I think anyone would should be you know grateful for that opportunity. But furthermore, it just exemplifies how good of a wrestler they are that they're getting looked at by. Uh, Tony Khan and AEW and maybe even Ring of Honor at some point, you know, the, these are promotions that are, you know, based on work rate. And if, the, if they're looking at you and they're putting those kind of wrestlers on that show, it just, it, I think that's a tip of the hat saying that those are really talented individuals. Yeah. I mean, uh, they look like they have a bright future, uh, Blanco and Negro. So uh, yeah. Props you know? to them. I, I hope they succeed in this business. You know, I wish no ill will on any wrestler in this, in this business so you know hopefully they continue the success they're having so what you're saying is you wish them the best in their future endeavors yeah i do yeah 100 <laughs> oh hey you know what man tito you're you, it's, i'm first of all i'm grateful that you took time to to be on today i know i've been wanting to do this for with you for a while and uh, i appreciate you being patient with me and, and yeah no and problem man finally getting it going on uh i really do uh want to say from the bottom of my heart that i'm very proud of where you've come from and where you're at now, dude. It's just amazing. And and I mean that in the us utmost respectful way. I Thank really think so much, uh, I think 2020, 2022 was a banner year for you, but I'm hoping 2023 just kicks the door down. You know, there's yeah, that open making- weight title, there's tag titles, there's hell the United Wrestling Network title, United Wrestling Network tag titles. I mean, there's so much golden opportunity. I hope that uh I hope that you're given those opportunities that keep coming to you because you deserve them. You worked for them. Thanks, bro. Like, uh, you know, I have a, I think 2023 is going to be big. We ain't stopping. We ain't slowing down. All gas, no brakes. Uh, 2022 was just a start. We're going to continue the momentum. I ain't done. You know, I'm not done for, I got a lot, a lot of tread on these tires. Definitely. So, uh, I've always enjoyed working with you, Jake. Cal. I've always enjoyed talking to you. So doing this interview with you was like, like a no-brainer. Like, of course, we're, we're gonna touch base again uh, later yeah, this sure. year, so we can brag about all the stuff that you got done. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thanks for everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, I'm just trying to look for the closed video. That's all. At the <laughs> matches. Thanks for checking out the pre-party, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. You should hit that subscribe button and join our community. I also want to remind you that we recap NWA Power every Thursday at 8 p.m. in the live stream. We try to stay social, so find us at the Alliance blog. And until next time, we are the Alliance.